0: Are you a practitioner or a coach listening to this? If so, I would love to ask you, do you use hypnotherapy in your practice working with clients? And if not, would you like to? The power of hypnotherapy is limitless. And so often we experience our clients struggling to reach their goals. It's because they're coming up against their own brick walls and getting stuck. But you can help them through the power of hypnosis, break through all of that, working with their unconscious mind to put the suggestions in, to have them taking the action to achieve the results that they want. They are thrilled with your coaching techniques. They're getting the results they want. You feel amazing because you are helping your client get the results they want. It's a win-win. And another win is that it's an added revenue stream for you in your business. So if you like the feel of helping your clients get the results they want, if you like the sound of that, then definitely reach out, Melissa, at yourguidedhealthjourney.com or click the link tree link below for my unlimited power of hypnosis class to learn more. It's a weekend designation program that I teach valid in 42 countries. You write an exam after taking the experiential course, and you can be admitted to the American Board of Hypnotherapy and start using hypnotherapy one-to-one with your clients and have them achieving the results they want. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake-up call. Welcome back to another episode of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am Melissa Dealey, your host, and I'm here with Deb Drummond. Welcome, Deb.
1: Thank you so much. I have to say I'm, I'm pretty versed in the podcast world and I love the title of the show. Love it. Well, thank you so, so much. And I'm so excited to have you
0: here on this show, just with all of your background in health and wellness and brain health. And we're just going to have an amazing conversation today. But let me just introduce you to the audience first, and then we will dive right in. So Deb was born and resides in Vancouver, Canada. She's been in the health and wellness field for over 30 years and was a pioneer in bringing the idea of holistic natural medicine to the marketplace. She's formulated hundreds of natural products that have been taken to market, and she owned a private health practice and personally worked with over 30,000 clients. In the beginning of her career, she was... Uh, Used to being called a hippie, and now she's well-known as a professional hippie that has made incredible strides in bringing wellness to the world. And I love that. What used to be kind of, you know, different is now getting to become a lot more mainstream and people are searching for this. So I love that. She is very passionate and knowledgeable about the study of age reversal and cellular health and fell in love with the study of natural wellness in her 20s. She specifically fell in love with brain health almost 20 years ago and has dedicated years to understanding how to help others look better, feel better and live better. So if that's you, you definitely want to keep listening to this show. So Deb, I mean, obviously there's so much alignment in our work and I'm so happy to have met you and have you on the show, but can we just do a little bit of a backstory first and what led you to falling in love with natural health in your 20s?
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? Like, Like many people, it was, you know, incidental, right? Incidental, accidental. But um, I have a love, as you know, for the music industry. I love music. I just think it's probably one of the most powerful healers. I think there's like, you know, spirit, you know, love, and then music's right underneath there. Right. Um, I was very much in the music industry. And in my 20s, that meant a lot of late nights. That meant a lot of, you know, interesting experiences. And I really had an epiphany. Uh, I don't even know if you want to call it epiphany. Some people would call it awakening, but um, as strange as this sounds, I came home from, you know, doing the club scene that night and I helped book bands and cocktail waitress and bartended and just worked in that whole industry and, you know, prism played for my daughter, sweet 16. I mean, it was super cool, but, um, and it is still super cool, but I, uh, I came home from work one night, you know, probably three, four five in the morning. Cause that's the hours. Mm-hmm. And I was makeup off and I'd, you know, we'd gone out with the band because, you know, the band played at the club I was at and we'd gone out and, you know, had some dinner after at four in the morning because that's what you do. And, uh, had a couple drinks and came home. Um, my girlfriend was staying over and, um, I, me- I remember my other roommate, she was already well in bed and I just went in the bathroom to take off my makeup and the mirror went black. I mean, black, like I couldn't see it. Like I was panicking, like I was touching the mirror. I couldn't see it. And, um, I just, I don't know if you intuitively know, but it was just, it was a fear thing. And I was like, this is not, this is not going to go well. And I literally called the next day to the club owner and said, I'm not coming back. And he's like, oh my gosh, are you sick? And I'm like, no, I'm just not coming back. And he was like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. And then one thing led me to another. And I was, I was in Montreal and um, I decided I was going to take a degree in women's studies and work with third world women in form of um, empowerment and also economics. And I got pregnant with my daughter and that changed as well. (laughs) And then I saw a flyer in a cafe that had no sugar, no wheat, no dairy. There was only one in Vancouver. I lived in Burnaby, drove 40 minutes because I was pregnant and I wanted a muffin. Saw a flyer, called the woman, took this class of massage. The second day, I got tingles all over my body and was told I would do it for the rest of my life. And that's my story.
0: <laughs> I love your story because I love how you act immediately upon your intuition or the signs, right? The black mirror and you quit your job. You know, you're pregnant, you go to a cafe, the one, because you're, you know, wanting to feed feed yourself well to look after your baby, see a flyer, jump right in and then end up in massaging, you know, in the massage industry for the rest of your life. Like really, really powerful. Absolutely love that. So when you got, you started in massage Mm -hmm. and then where did you go from there?
1: So, yeah, it was very interesting. Um, I have that kind of brain um, that just looks at what I'm doing. And if I'm, you know, if I'm enthralled enough, I, you know, there's artists, And they create paintings and they do paintings in a multitude of different styles. Mm -hmm. When I'm in, I create a business. So I just say to people, like I've had seven companies helping my son launch his, I just have this ability. And I've now called it top performance to be able to take something. And if I see value in it, be able to monetize it. And that's what happened to me. So I'm taking this massage class. And the second day I get this download and tingle all over my body and I literally start taking the pen. Okay. Can I feed the family? If I do this many massages, how much is it going to take? And what's it going to take to run this little business? You know, and I mean, no one did. It was holistic massage. It was 30, like, you know, over 31 years ago. And um, you know, my daughter's father didn't even like massage. didn't even want me to practice on him. I'm like, imagine turning free massage down. So then I'm figuring it out to see if I can actually make this business. It's just how my brain works. And so I started that. And then, um, I, you know, I studied aromatherapy and Ayurveda. I mean, I ended up having 18 staff at the clinic and we did intuitive work and psychic work. And honestly, the interesting thing about it, because all these things kept coming to me and I took courses and gifts and I got pushed in this direction and this direction. And um, I never even realized it till you said it, that I just kind of act on it kind of quickly. Um, and so this kind of started to build all this repertoire of, of experience. And I came from an experience of my mother. When my father left, he didn't um, leave her financially sound. I'll just put it that way. And she needed to make money and she started selling Tupperware and couldn't afford a babysitter. And so I got taken to these Tupperware parties where well, you'd think at eight years old, I would hate it. But it was the first time I was made impressioned upon about this circle of women in commerce, supporting each other, having fun. And that embedded in me so much that when it came that I was doing a massage one day and I heard a voice, what would you do if you had a million dollars? And I said, I'd start an aromatherapy home party company. I had $2,000 to my name and off to the races. I created 300 products. How I did that with $2,000 plus, I have no idea. (laughs) And I started a company and I was like, oh, well, I teach gemstones and Ayurveda. So why don't I just make a gemstone jewelry company too? Because I was too naive to know that two companies, that's craziness. Anyways, I was just like, it's just kind of how my brain works. And I started that. So I started formulating, making products, teaching Ayurveda, um, you know, teaching the Royal Bank their health and wellness series. So that's where the professional hippie came in because dressing in a suit and talking about holistic medicine is totally cool. But we couldn't even keep like, you know, my work started to get very much into um, intuitive services and chakra and psychic readings and all that stuff. And I had a radio show, two radio shows that would do psychic readings on. And we could not even put them on the same brochure. I would not have even had mentioned it in you know an interview or what have you because it's taken a long time for mm-hmm. people to- holistic medicine. Never mind what you know what what were we called woo woo? What were we, you know like all that kind of stuff, right? So. It took a long time for that whole circle to come to full circle, and yeah, I had the clinic for 27 years, did 30,000 clients, like you said, and now um, that now to do a treatment on somebody, I still do an Ayurvedic treatment. Um, I'm committed to that. I feel spiritually, but if someone calls me, my website's still alive. And I consider it a god job. If someone finds me, then I'm meant to work with them, and. That's kind of that. Because as you know, I really fell in love with the product development. And after 27 years, I went into creating economic platforms for people to be able to build themselves a health and wellness business, not just come to me for services, right? Yeah.
0: I I love all of that. And so interesting that you said you didn't realize that you were acting on things so quickly until I said it, because it's just innately within you as perhaps your superpower, right? And we all have that superpower and we don't necessarily know what it is because we take it for granted because it's so easy for us, right? And finding that superpower can really allow us to exponentially, you know, advance the good that we can do in the world because Mm -hmm. it does come so easily to us. And so I love that even though you didn't know it, you were following that every step of the way, you know, right through to where you're at today, you know, you've gone through, offering health and wellness services yourself personally to now helping others build their health and wellness businesses which is so so awesome. I also want to backtrack for a second cuz you this is something I didn't know about you and it was when you were talking about being in Montreal and wanting to help Uh, support women in Africa. And I'd love to dial that into another conversation with you because I have a nonprofit Girls Matter, which is helping keep girls in school to stop teenage marriages and also break the poverty cycle. One girl, one family, one village at a time. And working with girls in Uganda right now, we're expanding into Kenya and then also Nepal. So I'd love to hear just a little bit more about that as well, because I uh, love to share what I do. And in, in 2023, I'm sharing more of this because you just never know who's out there that also wants to give back and is looking for a cause that resonates. So just share a little bit about that and then we'll get back to health and wellness.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And there's a woman that I spoke to yesterday. Remind me to connect you to. You guys are um, definitely an alliance. Um, so, really, I uh, when I came out of the club scene, And had this epiphany. It was like, you know, like my boss said to me, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. know. (laughs) So I started diving into personal development. And I actually, you know, very transparent. I started doing my work. I was looking at my family dynamics. I was looking at a lot, of, a lot of the things that were playing out in my life that were not going to serve me. So that that black mirror just kind of put a stop to the directions I was going. But I had to take a look at why I was taking those decisions, making those decisions, going down those roads I was going down. So I did a lot of personal development work, a lot of personal counseling, family of origin. Um, John Bradshaw was really big at the time, healing the shame that binds you and the family dynamics. So started going down that path. And then realized that I wanted to really make some positive changes. And so I literally um, moved to a different part of the city, started um, hanging out with different people, started getting into meditation and um, doing some self-exploration. During that time, um, it came across to me, someone said to me, well, you know, there's these classes that you can take. There's this course that you can take. um, And they find out for you what, you know, what's good. Like, I don't know what the rainbow, what's good in your rainbow or something. There was a book about it, but um, it was a six week course for women. It was, you know, uh, women, I can't remember what it was, but it was fantastic. So for six weeks, we had different people come in, talk us about different sectors, different industries. We did different tests and blah, 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 blah. And um, first of all, everyone, it showed that I would be a really great lawyer, which is interesting. Um, Then um, it really, it just came down to... um, I would be like you know an advocator. I'd be um, inspirational and, and all of that good stuff, right? And, and I think that I am now. You but, are, you uh, absolutely are. The, I really, it didn't, I wasn't really, um, I didn't have my information. I hadn't done all my research enough to know all the different opportunities out there. I'm a huge fan of am Amnesty International. And had I thought about it, I probably would have gone that down that route of um, taking a degree in human rights. But all I knew was that, I really wanted to work with women, not not just in third-world countries, but I wanted to work with women that spread from where I was to third-world countries, and um, I knew I wanted to create economic um, platforms, economic availability, because I believed if you could create an economic availability, therefore, there came everything else that comes with economic freedom. Absolutely. Um, Wanted it to to start it you know, I started at home with the first you know women's networking group because there wasn't anything in Vancouver and I just wanted it to spread um, into different countries and so when I went to Montreal um, you know up and went to Montreal I started looking for courses and classes like that ironically ironically they have one of the best women's studies program at McGill but I didn't see it I was looking through the brochures. I was, um, I was swimming. I'm an ocean swimmer. So I was swimming all the way from Montreal, all the way down to Cape Cod. Um, not in one stint, by the way, just you know, on and off. I was going to say, it's um, a really long swim. I'm a swimmer too. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, back up through Boston and what have you. Um, and so I was looking and I couldn't find anything. So I sent my mom a message and I said, um, when is the next you know course uh, for women's studies at uh, Douglas College? And she sent it to me, and I said, "Register me as well as religious studies," because I felt that if I was going to be versed in, you know, multicultural uh, environments, I should know about the religion. I don't know why. I just love, you know, I just think that's a part of our culture, and probably it part is of the of our culture. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I have a good fortune. I'm just going to interrupt you there because I had the very good fortune to be raised in Tokyo, Japan, and I lived there for 11 years and went to an international Catholic school. And I'm not Catholic, um, but that didn't matter. But what I loved about it looking back, and even at the time is we had religious studies class, which we no longer have in schools. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't just studying Catholicism. It was studying all the religions of the world. And the religions of the world do impact culture and history, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's a shame today that we're not teaching all of them. Mm -hmm. And because it does impact how we can, you know, understand people of different countries and cultures anyway. So I love that you were drawn to doing that. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, you know, in asking, uh, in you sharing about your, um, what you're doing now, um, you know, happy to have a conversation about that because I believe that, you know, why, you know, we talk about the book that I'm doing, like, and why is the number so large of what I'm doing other than I'm off my rocker, um, okay. is that because it's really momentous and it has movement and when you start putting three hundred and seventy five women together in one group, in one room, in one project, holy freaking cow, hold on tight. Nothing, you know, nothing against men. Men can come and listen to all the stuff that we're doing. But you put that kind of power together. I know there's gonna be massive movements. And, you know, wow, I so encourage you to talk about your project. Yeah, happy happy, happy to help. Yeah,
0: that would be wonderful. And while we're here, why don't you talk about your book? Because I love how you've, you know, it's called, um, I don't remember the title of it, Mission Something, Mission, yeah, that's <laughs> mission Accepted. That's right. I was going to say Mission Accomplished, but Mission Accepted. And it's all tied into International Women's Day. So just let's briefly share that. And uh, then we'll get okay. back to our health and wellness discussion.
1: Well, the cool thing is that it is really tied into mm-hmm. health and wellness is we all know that positivity, good mindset, hanging out with the right people, listening to the right people. I mean, I was listening to some powerful podcasts this morning, right? And um, we know that taking in that information changes how we think and changes where we, that we make. And you and I both know like laughter, I go to bed every night and I watch comedy before I go to bed. We know that laughter and goodness and environment is such a major player on your health and wellness. And then when you're hearing what you need to hear from many people coming to you, it's easier to take advice than take your own. Okay, so this book is called Mission Accepted, 262 Women, Entrepreneurs, Creatives, Entrepreneurs, and Media, Rock Legacy and Tell All. It is a gorgeous 560 page full cover spread of 262 women that are telling their personal story, like something about them that you can get a depth sense of who they are. And then it's called stand up, speak up and show up. Yes, you. And it's for every woman to have a platform to stand up, speak up and show up. So what do you do? What's your project? Just like what you did, you know, how do you do it what makes because there might be another woman out there or a man out there or an 18 year old or a nine-year-old right now that just listened to this and they're like i want to do what melissa's doing and so when we talk about rock legacy and tell all that's an important part of the project in the book because write it down man when you write it down stuff happens and so we want to attract all that energy and goodness to you and have people align with you. But also when you tell how it happens and how it made you successful and what you did and what you shouldn't do again, and blah, 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 then it allows the next Melissa to come along and start to do that over in Sweden or start to do that over in, you know, what Rwanda or take that concept and idea. And so now you've actually impacted, multiplied and duplicated your passion and your vision to people that have similar passions and visions. You can imagine 500 pages of that. So, The book is really about one word, gumption. It's about when you say mission accepted, if you're an entrepreneur or you have a project of depth, when you take on that mission, like it doesn't go in a straight line and it doesn't stop when you wake up a week from now. It's a mission that continues to unfold. And so to really, yeah, an international women's day where we will cover two international women's day and two mother's days with this project starts March 7th 2023 and it does not end till till May 11th 2024 22 summits one book copy tabled for 5 years and um, I'm sure I'll be doing multiple book tours um, but it is a uh, it's just it's it's a it's a book of allowance and ideas and collaboration right
0: yeah I love it I love it so if there's any listeners listening to this that wants to be a part of it. And honestly, who wouldn't be like, this is such an amazing opportunity. You'll definitely want to listen to the ends. You can get Deb's contact information and reach out to her to learn more. So you just have touched on so many amazing um, ways to help people in your life. And I just love that you're such a heart-centered person, allowing yourself to be guided and you just make it happen and you make it look so easy. And, you know, yes, it's a lot of work, but it's it's not you pushing and forcing. It's happening in flow because you're allowing yourself to be guided. You're asking for resources. Resources are being given to you. And that's exactly also what it should be like for everybody, right? But too often we think it has to be hard work and we expect that we have to force and push in order to be worthy, etc. cetera. And then we burn out and that's not how it has to be when we are in alignment and following our purpose and passion. And you are just such an amazing example of that. I want to interrupt this podcast to just share with you a new podcast I've recently found and been featured on. It's called Become by Sabina Kvenberg. And it's all about giving you the tips, the inspiration and information in order to help you live your best life and become the person that you were always meant to be. So if that resonates with you, I highly recommend that once you finish listening to this podcast, that you hop on over and check out Sabina's podcast, Become. Now, back to the show. So let's uh, chat about brain health, because that's something else that's... In you know, in common with us, it's definitely where I started getting into health and wellness because of both of my daughters having concussions and me supporting them in their healing journey not long after I'd been let go. So I was very much guided to that. And when I look back, I realized why I was let go. It was to give me the space to be able to support both my daughters, go to all of their appointments, learn what I needed to learn, and realize that people need more support on their healing journey, which is why I do the work that I do today. But um, please share your knowledge and how you he- help people, you know, live better, look better, feel better through brain health and reversing aging.
1: Thank you. Well, that's a big question. Um, that's big, that's a very big question. And um, my story started, well, like you said, like I said, when I went back and I decided to make that change in my life, and I started, you know, to get into the meditation and chanting and aromatherapy, I really, um, you know, it was an interesting blessing as well. Uh, you know, kind of like, you know, didn't look like a blessing, but it kind of came as a blessing. Um, 2020 and- hindsight shows us that it's always a blessing, right? Cause yeah. everything happens for us, but when we're in the mess, it
0: doesn't feel like it. I know. <laughs>
1: so, um, So I started to discover all of the things that I know are good in terms of your brain, you know, meditation, chanting, Ayurveda, aromatherapy, massage, self-care, all that good stuff that is such an integral part of someone's full circle. But then I had two children as well, and both children had learning challenges, right? Or learning differences. I hate the word challenges, and I hate the word, and I really don't like the word disability because it you know, so um, they had every brain is different and it works differently. So I really like learning
0: differences because let's face it, schools teach to the way the majority learn, right? Right. Not everybody learns that way.
1: No. And I was really thrilled to find out there's 27 different ways to learn. So that was super thrilling when my daughter was Mm -hmm. younger. Um, And so there wasn't a lot. I mean, I was researching and, um, you know, one glorious Sunday afternoon, I was in my bedroom watching PBS. And I met through the television a man called Dr. Daniel Eamon. Mm-hmm. And it was time. And I literally screamed my daughter's name and go, get in here right now. Watch this. And, you know, five minutes. Love Dr. Amon's work. Yeah. yeah. Like, mom, that's me. And I'm like, okay. So I started reading his stuff and researching his stuff. And because I was already working with bodies and anatomy and physiology, mm-hmm. Of that stuff then um it just became um an additional uh I don't know passion like I just wanted to dig in and find out about this organ um and how to because my big thing around health as much as you know we talk about it I have been one of those people calling you know you're a bit crazy because I've been a preventative so right. I I talk to people that weren't sick yet well yes. it's hard to I'm with are- you on that yeah, because twenty years ago they were like, "I'm fine, Cuckoo Bird. You go over there and you know don't feed your kids sugar. Look at you, you know, peace out." So, um, <laughs> um, so anyways, the point is, I fell in love with the brain because I wanted to help my daughter, mm-hmm. um, son, um, his learning challenge difference. You know, hadn't really shown up yet. Hadn't really shown up yet. My my children are ten and a half years apart, so you know when he came along and his his was actually considerably more than hers and considerably different. So, so you're in
0: training with your daughter for yeah. your son <laughs> because everything happens for a reason.
1: My, my t- <laughs> like you make the most beautiful babies, but keep to two. I'm like, Oh, I'm keeping the two. They never slept either. So anyways, long story short studying this organ and um what we could do to reverse it and when when i started reading daniel's work um early on he could explain all these different things and all the scanning and all that but he didn't have a lot of things to offer like there right. wasn't a lot of, i'm talking you know quite a time ago there wasn't things to offer you know what i mean there were like he he recommended lavender oil i mean there was you know pharmaceuticals cuz he's an md and then there's things that he talked about seeing the results of those that would not have been good. like you know the pro and con mm-hmm. of everything and um so it, you're kind of left with knowledge, but no nothing, nothing to do with really. it. So I, I, we did the best we could with what we had. I cleaned up everyone's, you know, everyone was eating differently, you know, or they were eating the way I was. And I had proof now why they had to do that in the family. Yes. And I was doing all of those things um, to no avail, right? Uh, you know, little changes. And then... The first time, honestly, that I found a product, much like you, that rocked my world. It was when I found, it's called Ecosynol-5-hydroxytryptamide-5. So, you know, the short form form of it is EHT. And it's a derivative from the green coffee bean that Dr. Jeffrey Maxwell Stock discovered as they were looking to make a cure for Alzheimer's. And they found a product that, you know, does age reversal of the brain through taking a supplement. And when I start, so I was really enthralled because... Um, it was doing like uh, Daniel Eamon was talking about things like 5-HTP and SAMI to help balance the brain. But that was, I found more emotional. I didn't find that it was doing anything from a cognitive standpoint for memory or concentration or focus or clarity. I just, it, it kept people emotionally, which right. gave you some calmness. And that was fantastic. It was great. I you know a lot of it.
0: Yeah, it would help produce the serotonin in the body and feel our happy emotions, etc. But totally all related to emotions. Yeah,
1: yeah, all emotions. And so we can find it. So when this came along, and I was like, "Oh wow!" And you know what? I tried it out on myself, like every good you know person should. Yes, I'm sure. And I had striking results, and it inspired an even more stronger part of me. Like when I teach brain health, it's 99 percent teaching things that don't cost anything because there's lots of things people can do. And then I talk about the supplements I believe in, because why would you not? And so, So you you know, share them. People need to know if you don't tell them, how do they know? Yeah. So there's lots of things that people can do. Um, I have it on my YouTube channel. They can go there. There's like about four or five different brain uh, seminars that they can watch to help your brain. And here's how I feel about the brain. I feel like there's three things in the body that are critically important. Now we know everything's important, but right. I feel brain, the lymphatic system and your back. Like, you know, predominantly when I look at all disease or all issue or all this or all that, when you're shifting from the emotional, mental and spiritual aspect, you know, your back's gotta be your support. Your lymphatic system takes toxins out of your body. No one even really knows much about what the lymphatic system does, but it's the one that's keeping you preventatively rocking it. Yes. And then you're looking, okay, this is not, you know, studying brain health. I know that, you know, over 50% of people over 75 will have, will be charged, like will be diagnosed with dementia or Alzheimer's. And the first sign of Alzheimer's is 25 years in the body before first diagnosis. But yes. so this exactly. is not for me. You know, this is not, this is not, you know, well, my grandmother was smart, so I'm going to be smart. Mm. You live in a different time. And who knows how much, you know, Teflon on your pan you eat. We don't know. We don't. And also part of
0: it is we can't live our life in fear every single day, but we can instead choose to take preventative action to cover up for whatever's happening that we don't necessarily have control over or know, right? And so I love what you're saying there because it just, it, ties so beautifully into a part of my story that my grandmother, when I was let go, I was like you, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I was open to being guided. And I knew I wanted to serve humanity and the planet more. And I was introduced to a brain health company out of Richmond, um, BC. And I thought that was fascinating because I knew there was near epidemic levels of Alzheimer's and dementia. And I also had a grandmother who at the time was 99 years old and still living at home by herself, fully cognitively functioning. And I went, well, I want to be on her path, not the path of Alzheimer's and dementia. And nobody's ever told me that I can do more for my brain. So I was really intrigued, but it also got me thinking, okay, I have good genes, but is that enough? Mm -hmm. And I started comparing my grandmother's life to my life. And she was born in little old Christchurch, New Zealand in the bottom corner of the world where, you know, they grew all their own food on the property. And it was before all the toxins that we have in the world today. And I was raised in Tokyo, Japan in the seventies in the height of manufacturing plants spewing out toxins. And so I knew right away, I was more toxic than my grandmother. Mm And if I wanted to get on her path. I had to be addressing that as well. So that's when I started with good nutrition for the brain and started learning about detoxing and detoxing the body and brain because the brain of course has its own detox system that ties into the lymphatic system Mm -hmm. and then that's when i started um support i lost you i lost your camera there you are i started supporting my daughters with their concussion recovery and was really the only one bringing nutrition to concussion recovery Right. So, not just supplementation and really good herbs that help the brain heal and, you know, regain the ability to do so many things that in concussion you can't, you know, there's memory loss, there's brain fog, there's, you know, all sorts of things Mm -hmm. going on, reactionary speed, et cetera, et cetera, but also food for the brain. And uh, so that was a powerful part of my journey here. And I love hearing you share that because, again, Alzheimer's and dementia is a lifestyle disease and when we take preventative action we don't have to go down that path 25 years in the body before it's diagnosed so for those 25 years what could you have been doing had you known and if you're listening to this today don't blow it off and go well it's too late start now because the body is so amazing and when we create the environment for it to heal it will heal and you can start to reverse that path that you're going down and Mm -hmm. That's what I love sharing with people and letting them know, because the average North American spending 10 years in a nursing home right now, at the end of their life, at an average spend of 108,000 US dollars, you know that I know that it's a huge cost. And by 2030, it's meant to be $141,000. What's it going to be by 2050? Well over $200,000. But what you do today matters. And you can have those 10 years back. You don't have to end up in the nursing home like that. And you can live right to the end, looking after yourself, fully cognitively functioning, just like my grandmother did. And that's what I want for me and anyone else that wants to jump on the man wagon with me. And clearly that's what you want for you. So I love the work that you're doing and you know, sharing that. And like you said, people don't know. So you do need to share. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's awesome. Now, another uh, saying that I heard from you when we were chatting recently that I loved, I don't think I'd heard it before, but it's so perfect. And that was diagnosis, hypnosis. I believe those were the words that you said, and just, let's just have a chat about that and what that means and how, uh, it's important to get out of that state.
1: So are you talking about when we were having the conversation around, um, people being diagnosed or like just yes, having comment. been diagnosed. And then they're kind of in,
0: in that diagnosis hypnosis state
1: where they don't know what to do next. Or I was, I'm trying to recall that. Cause I mean, there's, there's so many connotations around that. I think we were having a great conversation around sometimes people don't know what to do next. They feel stuck. They don't have the information or availability of information um, and, or sometimes Um, what they don't know, they avoid. So like, there's all sorts of different things that people can do once they've been diagnosed or preventively, you know, there's all sorts of things people can do. And sometimes it's easier to do what we know instead of trusting things that we don't. And so things like, um, I've never meditated before. Why should I do it? Neil, you know, I've never, you know, I I love Tony Robbins for a couple of things. And one of them is that people are motivated by pleasure or pain, usually never anything else. Um, and so sometimes people will have pain, which was my motivation to um, and that they'll try something new. But I think it's really important for people to stay very open, like very open, um, just even open minded. I know when people get diagnosed, a lot of times people are throwing all sorts of different things at them. Um, it's worth just kind of put them in a, in a kind of, you know, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this um, as they can. And, um, and that it's a tough call. Right. It's a tough call. But. I think there's a very powerful place for allopathic medicine and naturopathic medicine and holistic medicine to come into play, and um, work with each other instead of either. Yeah. Instead of, or I think that I've seen people go the full allopathic way, and they are they don't want to do the other because they feel like it's going to affect or take away or do that, and then I've seen the other as well. Someone's going completely holistic and. They don't. They don't fall back on allopathic medicine at all, and, and everything is right for everybody. For me, watching the amount of people that I've seen in a diseased state, whether that's completely um, sorry, I, I am in Mexico, and the and you know the Wi-Fi is kind of going a little funny, but you can. I think you can still hear me. It's just yes, that, that, we can still hear you. Yes. So um, here we go. This is what happens when you you know go over you know different parts of the country, um, different parts of the world. Um, so for me. I believe that what I love about allop, you know, allopathic medicine is their ability to diagnose quickly. Right. Yes. And then, that, that, you know, and then having a collaborative, have a collaborative um, approach right. to what it is to deal with. Right. Um, yes. Obviously strong, steep in holistic medicine. And I have, you know, people that I go to for advice and also my own advice um, to go there. So I'm more diagnosis or whatever that is, even if I'm self-diagnosing, okay, Deb, you're completely stressed out and you need to go chill out. (laughs) Am I going to go, you know, a glass of wine? Would I take a, you know, a pharmaceutical or would I go do yoga and meditation, right? You know, I'm going to go to my place of holistic first, um, not denying that other people are going to do other things at other times. So Does that answer your question a little bit? I just think that there's so much that people need to learn and know and trust in the world that they don't know yet, if that's the world we're talking about for them. Yes,
0: it absolutely is. And I fully agree, which is why I have this podcast is to put health information out there and make it easily accessible to people. And it's not just me. There's so many others that are doing that in your work as well. And letting people know that being educated in their options will also start to release some of the fear of diagnosis because they know they've got some options and that they are still in control. And we often feel fear when we're out of control, but when we have options, we have control, we can make the best decision for ourselves. We're going to release that fear and be able to move forward. And it's so important to be releasing that fear because of course, fear causes stress and that weakens the immune system. And that doesn't help us in any way, shape or form. And so even better is what you and I both, you know, preach and promote is the prevention. Let's start taking the prevention so we never even get to that diagnosis.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I, you know what, I got. I want to mention something and highlight it for people because I love that you say this. Because look, I'm 58, and so I don't. I don't know how old you are. I'm 54, um, almost 55. <laughs> so when I'm talking to people that are playing in the same you know ballpark that I am, you hear what you heard, what you said well, it's too late, or I've been doing, I've been living this way for 20 years and it's working so far. And um, I'm not, I, and I know that that's a generational comment. I know it's a generational comment, like, you know, and you got to think about the availability of information with the generation before us compared mm-hmm. to now. Yes. It's astronomically. <laughs> and so to take a generational, um, you know, a cultural generational concept of it was good for me and we did, you know, and and, and looked at us, we did great you have to take a look at that was without information, right? And Mm -hmm. so these used to be a sickness condition. Like when you were sick, you dealt with it. When not, you didn't. And so I really want to highlight something that you said that I really love and appreciate, thank you, is that it is really never too late. I have people that come to me and say, you know, they've been diagnosed with this, they've been diagnosed with this, they've been diagnosed with this. You know, she can't remember her name anymore, can't remember the grandkids, can is it too late? I'm like- I would take it. I would, you know, I would start doing everything that I could, you know, holistically or what have you to deal with that condition. Even if you veered it off path for three months, six months or nine months, um, what a, you know, what a great thing to do. So I don't really believe it's ever too late to kind of go after something and try to have some peace and joy in this physical state. Right.
0: Yes. I fully agree with that. And it's so very true. So very true. So as we start to wrap up this podcast, I always love to ask my guests, what does don't wait for your wake-up call mean to you? And I think you've just led into that beautifully.
1: <laughs> don't wait, because if you do wait, it's going to come conky you on your head. You know what I mean? Like, don't wait for your wake-up call. Here's the interesting thing. Um, that was a pretty strong wake-up call with the mirror. Um, I've had wake-up calls in relationships that caused a lot of pain. And when I think back to it. My son just turned 19 and I did for me, that was a big year. You know, it's like 16 for my daughter. And so I did a speech at his birthday and I said to him, if there's anything that you can do, I want you to listen to this. Listen to the second voice. Listen to the second voice, the second voice in your head. You've got one voice here, one voice here. What's underneath? I, think that when you can act on the second voice, the knowingness instead of the wantingness, I'm in a relationship and I want them to be like this, but I know they're this, you know what I mean? I'm in a job and it looks like this, but I know it feels like this. So I say act on the second voice. And the other thing that I want to say is there's a reason why, and I'm doing this as a pitch for the summit series. I want to, I want to, you know, my first company, my mandate was, you know, that I was here, my mission and I was in my twenties, right. Was to help Men and women stand up, speak up, and show up in their business and personal lives. The reason why I've come full circle, and this is a grand finale event that I'm doing, is because two things happen. is One, when you have women of our position, Melissa, where we've had life, we've had experience, we get to that place where we have success. right? We have success. We're good. We're good with ourselves. Sometimes we get complacent. And we let the, you know, we let the new people come in and they're doing their thing. You're like, oh, you don't it's not going to be as funky. You know what I mean? We do that. And yet we sit in our success. And I think it's important to continue to stand up and speak up and show up. Yeah. And continue to share. That's why I do podcasts. That's why I have one. That's why I really respect being asked to share. And I think that we need to remember that, um, that there's a lot of wisdom that we can share. The other thing is... That, that I love about that um, when you really act on something that you need to act on um, is that I, I love like the newness. I love what's going on in the world right now where instead of, you know, in, in our day, like in our day, because you just shared your age, it was you earned your wings. You earned your spot, right? And I love mm-hmm. that term, you earned your spot. You know yes. what I mean? Right? Yeah thing as we have this new world of entrepreneurship coming in, as we have this new wave of, let me create my own business, my own job, my own vocation, my own craft. You know, it's like when my kid at 15 sat me down and goes, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, what's wrong with you? So (laughs) (laughs) following in your footsteps, mom, (laughs) Uh, what part of this are you? (laughs) Um, When they do that, you know, you've got these 15, 16, 17, 19, 20, 22. You've got these incredible, It is, I think in no time like ever have we had a collaboration of the generations Mm -hmm. uh, able to create, I mean, you don't have to work 20 years to get that six-figure income anymore. You can do it in two, three or four or five. And with this newness, and I think in with this new entrepreneurship wave comes skill that we need as people that have been doing this for a long time and the years we have played this, they need. Like, I mean, you know, Said to my son, you know, there was a day when your handshake was good enough as a contract and mm-hmm. I want you to do that. So I think that this huge wave of opportunity that has come onto the world for people to be able to be accepted to do whatever it is they want to do, you've got no excuse. You got no excuse to not do it. Like your wake up call is your knowingness inside. So just go do it. I love that. I
0: love that. And your knowingness will always direct you to your purpose and your passion, right? People are like, I don't know what mine is, but slow down, be quiet with it, listen. I didn't know what mine was until these events happened in my life and then boom, it was in my face, right? Mm -hmm. But just slow down and listen and then act on it. So beautiful. So how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to know more about Mission Accepted or any of the work that you're doing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well- The mission, mission accepted is actually a podcast that I do. So if people like to be on podcasts or listen to podcasts, I interview entrepreneurs, um, then they can go to mission accepted. It's everywhere. Just put it in Google. You'll find it everywhere. It's also, it's super easy. You can go to debdrummond.com. It's like, doesn't get easy. easy. Drummond.com. there's all the speaking the teaching the training the business part of it the holistic part of it everything that i've done it's 31 years there as well as the podcast and then if you like email again it's super easy it's deb at debdrummond.com mm-hmm.
0: awesome. and if you go to the,
1: the website you'll see all the different things and where the different places that i'm doing because i do travel
0: fabulous that's awesome so all of that is in the show notes And yes, you do travel. And as you said, you're in Mexico right now, not Vancouver. So I want to thank you very much for tuning in and recording this episode with me from Mexico. And is there any last advice you'd like to leave the audience with to step into their health
1: prevention starting today? You know what, I think that if I had to give one piece of advice, if I had to give one piece of advice other than listen to yourself, watch for the books that come off the shelf is make a decision in relationship to your health, make a decision in relationship to your health. Just one thing. I mean, you're going to, you, you may want to have a whole bunch of different things happen in your body. You might want to lose weight. You might want to be more peaceful. You might want to do this, but just make take one step, take one step. And if you don't know where to start meditation is a great place to start because meditation does exactly what you said. It gets you quiet and you can hear the answers. Now, not because I did massage for all these years or will do massage when asked to, but for me, the vehicle for me to be able to get quiet when I was not able to do meditation every day, when I was not, this was not that for me with the person. And I think for most people is receiving massage Receiving massage, like book yourself a massage. So many people think it's pampering. It's not pampering. It's part of your healthcare. Like it yes. literally, it's part of your healthcare. Now I'm not talking like, go get, like you're not worked out. and I love, I love RMTs. Love you, love you, love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Go get a holistic, aromatherapy, soft, uh, fulfilling, ambiotic music playing. I don't care if there's crystals, whatever. Go and have an experience of self-care, health care, and let your mind get quiet. And I think, you know, that's what we used to do. People used to come into the clinic and we would massage them. And our only goal was to connect them back to themselves. And you'll find that when you do that, you will feel self-deserving and you'll feel good about that. And then you'll also have some really quiet time between your ears. So that's my, that's my advice today. I don't know why someone needs to hear it. Probably 10 people need to hear it. Go get a friggin' holistic massage and get back in touch with yourself and make your decisions from that place.
0: I love it. I love it. So thank you so much for sharing that in, uh, I've done just over a hundred episodes and that's the first time that the advice has been about that. So I absolutely love it. And maybe I needed to hear that today too. So, um, Yeah, because when I go to for massages, it's usually the RMT. And they often are talking to me the whole time. But going, oh, no. going to a massage where you get that time to just chill out and be with yourself and reconnect with yourself. I really love the sound of that. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being here on the show. And to any of the listeners, I would love it. If you know someone else that can benefit from listening to everything that Deb and I discussed today please share this with them and help get this message out because that's what we're all about is health education and health prevention to change the lives of people on the planet today. So thank you for joining us. Thank
1: you, Melissa. Such a blessing.
0: Thank you for investing this time with me on the don't wait for your wake up call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.